This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, December 15th. Brought to you by Robble AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Drought emergency declared for Southern California. Hurtado faces recount and no deal on ag labor reform. Southern California under drought emergency. Yesterday, the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California declared a drought emergency for its 19 million residents. The district cited record low state water project deliveries and dropping supplies from both the Colorado River and stored water. The resolution calls for its 26 member agencies to immediately reduce their use of imported supplies. If drought conditions persist, Metropolitan will make the reductions mandatory in April and enforce steep fees on water purchases. If we don't have an extremely wet winter, we will need to elevate to our highest level, said Metropolitan General Manager Adil Khalil. This expands an emergency declaration last spring for the 7 million people who rely on SWP water. GOP challenger files for recount in tight valley race. Republican David Shepard announced late Tuesday he's filed the paperwork to start the process of a recount for Senate District 16. There are too many irregularities that have taken place that need to be reassessed, said the Porterville farmer, echoing concerns from Republican leaders in the state Senate. Remember, Senator Melissa Hurtado was sworn into office with a 20-vote lead over Shepard. That number could still change owing to the Kern County elections finding 10 more unopened ballots even on Monday. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Rommel AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision, Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Bennett and Newhouse introducing H-2A bill as talks flounder. Senator Michael Bennett, Colorado Democrat, has been working for months to get a deal on ag labor reform. But with no deal in sight and the Congress wrapping up soon, Bennett today is said to be introducing his own version of the House-passed Farm Workforce Modernization Act that with Representative Dan Newhouse, the Washington Republican. Newhouse told AgriPulse that Bennett has been unable to reach an agreement with the lead GOP negotiator that Idaho Senator Mike Crapo on changes to the FWMA that could win sufficient Republican support. In the meantime, farmers are facing another big increase in wages for H-2A workers next year, an average of a 7% increase nationwide. Bennett and Newhouse have been working to reform the wage-setting process and expand the availability of H-2A workers. Newhouse said, quote, I hate to be the position of saying I told you so, but there we are. It's truly a desperate situation for American agriculture. The chances of passing ag labor reform are virtually nil for the next Congress. 
Newhouse noted that House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy, the California Republican, has said immigration reform is off the table in the next Congress. Bill Sack, Climate Smart Program will benefit the world. The Biden administration's Climate Smart Commodities Initiative won't just be a boon for U.S. farmers. Producers around the globe will benefit from the $3 billion program. That's the word of Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. We're going to be very transparent about this, he said during a webinar sponsored by the journal Foreign Policy yesterday. He noted that USDA is requiring the projects to provide regular reports on their progress to USDA. He said one effort that's likely to provide global benefits is work to slash methane emissions from rice production. STB told improper rail embargoes are hurting ag shippers. National Grain and Feed Association CEO Mike Seifert says railroad embargoes can force grain processors to run at lower than normal capacities. And that makes it harder for livestock and poultry operations to get uh, feed delivered on time. The delays also can trigger demurrage fees by ocean carriers on grain exports, he told the Surface Transportation Board yesterday. Testifying at a second day of STV hearing, Seifert said NGFA knows railroads like Union Pacific may need to use embargoes to deal with weather events and other disasters outside their control. But he also said railroads should not be using embargoes to solve congestion issues stemming from their own actions. Seifert said, quote, we strongly urge against the use of embargoes as a planned business practice when the system becomes congested because of the actions of the railroad, namely not having sufficient personnel or making necessary capital expenditures. Keep in mind, railroads use embargoes to restrict the movement of goods to certain points to prevent congestion. UP has imposed more than 1,000 embargoes this year, compared to just five in 2017. Here's today's He Said It. We are transforming transportation in California. That Governor Newsom celebrating the California Energy Commission approving $2.9 million for ZEV infrastructure yesterday. Of that $1.7 billion is dedicated to medium and heavy-duty vehicles for both electric and hydrogen fuel cell models. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, December 15th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.